things that are thought. I'm John, and to my right is Scott. This is the sixth episode of our podcast, during which we try to engage with complex ideas related to anthropology, sociology, philosophy, and science, and try to apply them to our everyday lives. This started because both Scott and I are students and we're constantly bombarded with new ideas that we're trying to make sense of. We figured, if we're discussing them anyways, we might as well share the conversations. So today's topic is actually a little bit different than what we have been doing in the past. Um, But I think before we even get to the topic, we should probably discuss just what the fuck has been going on. Yeah. Um, We know that we haven't released a podcast (laughs) in a timely manner. Uh, Busy, busy. Yeah. So I've been out of town collectively in the month of July about 23 of the 30 days I would say yeah um and I I have you know had stuff for school that I've had to kind of right I have school exams every other week it's not fun but whatever gotta do it I mean originally we had planned on actually doubling our output but it sounds we actually reduced it to half (laughs) um but honestly it's just been like super busy and uh it's been difficult um originally we wanted to do every two weeks it turned into once a month that's partially because we do try to actually do academic stuff and believe it or not it takes more than a a few days to really get that stuff even though we don't delve super deeply into it i feel like you because i mean when you're when you're looking into something you're not you're doing it longer than like a two-week span that would be like the the link between those podcasts so i mean it it takes a month to build up on that material and then have enough to actually like talk about it yeah because even though i mean like we don't go really in depth into it i think even to summarize it and make it accessible and then to apply it appropriately which i think we actually do fairly well like we find ways to kind of show how it connects across the board and Mm -hmm. make it kind of accessible i hope um you have to actually understand it and to understand it, you actually have to read it, and you have to think about it, and you have to, you know, read what other people said about it. Like, any single given topic that we've discussed so far, um, especially all the stuff that I've done, I mean, if I read one book, I read 15 or 20 academic articles related to that topic also. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and that's just something that makes it really difficult. So, you know, maybe we'll try to do some more, like, what we're going to do today. Yeah. A little bit less academic, but maybe drawing upon getting, some of our getting some thoughts out there and drawing, know, but drawing upon some conversation. Yeah, but you know, we'll still pull upon things that we know, you know, um, you know, and, and we'll bring in these concepts that are important to what we do still. I think, but uh, it, but maybe to get them out, I would like to eventually do it every two weeks. So maybe to get them out, we could do. Uh, Maybe once a month where it's a little bit more uh, loose, you know, uh, a little bit more. Just like you, John. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more topical. And um, and then maybe once a month where it's a little bit more academic. However, this is summer break. We are in classes, but most of the stuff that we're working on right now is honestly stuff that we've already kind of discussed in some way. Yeah. So um, because of that, you know, we decided to straight away for a little bit in the summer it's summer vacation there's a lot of interesting things happening uh this summer in regards to just like 
including the uh the the pool under our carpet in the hallway well there's okay so there's the there's actually a whole other issue related to everything that's going on right now and that is that our apartment is finally starting to just totally turn into an actual cesspool shithole contaminated like unlivable space yeah we Um, got kind of like teased too because that uh that one year lease turned into 13 months. I don't know who uh, fucking came up with that one. But. Well, it was fucking Tana when she had to <laughs> sign it. Um, but basically what happened also is, you know, you guys, it's kind of a running theme within the podcast that you hear our fucking upstairs neighbors pounding, which has not mm-hmm. gone away. Not um, not the good kind of pounding either. They're just, like, vacuuming and, like, hammering shit. And literally <laughs> dropping, like, weights on the ground or something. I'm not sure. The little kids throw trash out the window. But the, one of our walls is literally being eaten through by mold. And our newest <laughs> thing is our air conditioning. It's been 90 degrees every day in our apartment all summer. And when it, our air conditioning finally got fixed. And the first thing that happened was it flooded our entire floor underneath the carpet because the drain is clogged for something or other. And uh, now we have water that's just pooling and sitting and starting to smell uh and uh they're not what, doing anything about what, it so. what's kind of kind of neat about that is that it's still a little bit cleaner i think than the water that's coming out of our faucet so the water that comes out of our faucet <laughs> smells legitimately like actual fish i don't know if that's normal and if anybody out there experiences this or works with water or knows anything about it please message us and tell us what's going on it literally smells like a little, like a little trout slapped me in the face when I went to take a drink of water. Yeah, it this literally smells like fish or like almost like a lake or a pond or something. Like it's dis- it's actually disgusting. <laughs> so we don't drink the water from our faucet anymore. So we've had a lot of weird shit going on, um, yep. and uh, this uh this just <laughs> intersection of things has made it difficult. But we are going to try to do this podcast maybe more frequently. We're saying that now, but we'd already said it once before to each other, and it didn't happen. <laughs> but maybe you could give us ideas, too, because that's the other thing is it's um, difficult, like right now, where we don't we aren't reading things that are new, new enough to discuss. I mean, they're different than what we've talked about, but they're on the same basic topics. Like, for example, I've done some more work in gender because some of the stuff I've already done was related to gender. Yeah. I've read new people. But it's not going to really contribute to a whole new discussion. Or if uh, even someone wanted to come on and share something that they're, like, familiar with and we can look a little bit into it and then kind of join in on the discussion, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, Joe, when he came on, he actually – that's the reason we talked about that is because he direct messaged us on Twitter and just said he wanted to talk about it more. And we had a conversation and I – you know, let him kind of pick what we wanted to talk about. And I heard his kind of like, you know, where he wanted to go with it. And then I drew upon some stuff to kind of accommodate. So, you know, we can do that as well. We would like to have people come on the show. I, that was really fun. Honestly, that was like fun. Yeah, that was, I, I really, enjoyed I enjoyed that. making that more than any of the other ones, honestly. Yeah, me too. It's, it was really cool to meet somebody new to hear uh, somebody else's perspective on some things and to just kind of, you know, have a conversation with somebody that's not Scott because goddamn. Yeah. yeah. We're the only two people that live in the 20-mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just live in a shed out in the middle of a field. Yeah. A shitty landlord. Yeah. <laughs> Our water tastes like pond water because we drink out of a pond. Um, but for real, uh, come on. 
to our show, you can message us on Twitter and definitely please go follow us on Twitter at things that are underscore uh, or email us at things that are thought at gmail.com. Noticed uh, nobody's barely been a fan of the old Gmail. <laughs> Most of our communications have gone through Twitter. Uh, and then also, you know, we do technically, I say technically because I literally have not looked at it since we made it, but I believe we do have a Facebook. And speaking of that, if anybody is interested in being the moderator of our Facebook page, I will gladly fucking give you the password to that and you can just run the whole fucking page. You can find a picture. You can post things on our behalf, assuming it's not racist or <laughs> sexist or homophobic or just ignorant. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, but I'm not going to do it. No. At least I, I'm not in a position and Scott's not in a position right now where uh, Facebook really works for us. My phone, for whatever reason, just isn't a huge fan. Every time I try to go on Facebook, it like it's super glitchy. Twitter's fine, and I like Twitter better because it's like just easier to use. I feel like for that kind of stuff, for yeah. interacting with people. But yeah, it's, it's way easier. That's what it's for. I mean. Yeah, it's just not cumbersome. So you know, I prefer Twitter. Scott prefers Twitter. Um, but if you guys want to do some other stuff, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. Again, the biggest thing is getting uh, get in touch with us, and we can talk about some things. So. I think that's about enough. Yeah, with that long-ass spiel, let's delve into today's topic. All right, so I would like to start today's topic by discussing uh, a little conversation I had in some tweets yesterday. So yesterday I was watching the RNC. Uh, that is going to be our topic today, by the way. The Republican... Uh, John, John, what is the... Is that the Red Nipple Club? What, what no, is it's... Um, <laughs> Republican National. Uh, <laughs> Did you see? Yeah, I hesitated there for a second. <laughs> yeah, I got. I legitimately forgot <laughs> because I just always. I'm just looking at this lady's yeah. zig hiling right now on Twitter. Um, amazing, by the way. The just vaguely the symbolism. Yeah, just like these vague little uh, references to some other things. Just like dropping little hints to people, like, hey. Mm make america white again right <laughs> but um so we were watching the republican uh, national convention and uh and i tweeted a couple things because i was seeing newt gingrich speak give his speech and i don't know if anybody else you know has been following it uh i feel like it's impossible to not follow in some respects because we're bombarded with it but um newt gingrich was basically speaking and the whole platform much like most of the rhetoric uh, at the Republican National Convention and from Donald Trump in general is just really fear-based. Uh, and so Newt Gingrich goes on there and he starts talking about, you know, we lost 3,000 people in 9-11. We're, we're realistically going to lose 300,000 people. We lost two buildings. We're going to lose 20 blocks, you know, like, and then he said, in 2001, a National Security Committee said that it is highly likely that these terrorist organizations will use weapons of mass destruction against us. I thought that was really fucking stupid. Mostly because I was 11 years old in 2001. <laughs> uh, and that was 15 fucking years ago. Right? So, I mean, to me, you don't use outdated shit like that. Because it's oh, yeah. irresponsible. To me, it's irresponsible, right? Like, 
in a way, it's very irresponsible. So I tweeted, Newt Gingrich is citing a report that came out before smartphones were ubiquitous and terrorism on U.S. soil was a new concern. And I think that is a legitimate point to make because that report was stemmed out of, like, literally, if it came out in 2001, that means it probably came out after September 11th or within the ensuing months immediately before it. Right. My guess is after, probably, which means that if it happened in September, we had... October, November, and December for them to pump out that report. So in the wake of September 11th, within the ensuing three months, uh, um, you know, that report would have been released when everybody was legitimately terrified of another attack on U.S. soil, and people were speculating and looking at worst-case scenarios. Yeah, the the media was having a field day with it, too. I mean, it's just huge, like... And, you know, everybody was scared. Like, people didn't know what was going to happen. We were not familiar with with terrorism on U.S. soil, we didn't know what it meant. We didn't know what would come next, but everybody was expecting another one because it never happened before, and it shocked everyone. I mean, even though I wasn't very old, I remember it just being, like, a a huge fucking moment that just had aftershocks that we're still feeling today. I mean, it literally changed the culture of our country. And, you know, people were very afraid at the time, and I think that that report is partially in response to that fear. And I think that, you know, Newt Gingrich coming out on stage and saying, well, we're going to be attacked with a nuclear bomb, like, not really. You know, I mean, it's just a pander to people who are already afraid of people who aren't them. Mm -hmm. You know, whatever group that may be. I know, like, with Donald Trump, usually the rhetoric really is, like, white men mostly. But there's other people, too. They're pandering to anybody who's afraid of anybody else pandering to anybody who's afraid of the other and they're using fear as the platform through which they think they're going to be able to get their votes and you know it will work for some people it, I, yeah i mean it is like a it's it's working <laughs> but well it's working in this microcosm in this alternate universe of the republican party but yeah i mean like you know, that's I a, mean, that's a lot of people a, a lot of people really do feel that like if we don't change what's going on right now, which I feel is, like, pretty progressive and, like, you know, it's, it's a good thing that, like, the world is literally going to go to shit and we're just well, all going to die. The, my biggest problem is, right, so we have make America safe again. Make, you know, we hear about crime and we're hearing about, um, we're hearing about terrorism and things like that. Like, we have an unprecedented number of drone strikes. We have an unprecedented amount of power in the world. Vladimir Putin recently said that we are the only superpower in the world now. He acknowledged that the United States is probably the only real superpower left in the world. Um, You know, crime rates, as far as, like, domestic crime goes, is the lowest it's been since, like, the 1960s. It's just that people have this skewed view because everything is accessible to you. Yeah, you can see Jimmy, who got murdered in the streets uh, eight states away live right i mean you can literally fucking watch people die live mm-hmm. like with that cop that you know shot that that um that the therapist well the cop that shot the therapist but that wasn't yeah. live but the guy who um was shot um a few weeks ago his girlfriend was literally streaming it live on facebook oh in the car yeah yeah and i mean like you know and that makes people see this violence in a different way because when you're constantly able to access some violent event at any second of any day right. i think it makes 
it makes you feel like it's everywhere, but it's really statistically not. Right. That yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. It's like yeah, I mean I'm not taking anything away from it. it. It is a problem, but when you're constantly being bombarded with these like these incidents, it almost seems like it's happening everywhere all the time. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. It's I don't know, it's it's deceiving, but and, and, and the rhetoric is kind of skewed still because, you know, that we have the all lives matter and the police lives matter. Well, black lives matter. I mean, it's like how people are explaining it. Like it's a focus on a certain aspect of society that right. people tend to ignore. It doesn't mean nobody else matters, but it means that people need to pay attention to this. Exactly. You know, and I mean, like they're taking that rhetoric, too, and they're somehow turning it into you know, because it's scary that I guess black people are fucking sticking up for themselves. All of a sudden, you know, these politicians are like, "Well, they're racists and they're and they're the, they're terrorists and they're radicals." And like, nah, dude, they're just people who are tired of getting shit on. You know, our society we like to claim equality, but it's not. You know, and mm-hmm. people are finally fucking sick of it. The the most interesting thing I've kind of noticed is the whole blue lives matter thing. I mean, the whole, the the All Lives Matter thing kind of, like, grew out of the the opposition of... White people of, not understanding yeah, what Black, of Black Lives, Lives Matter. Lives Matter but right. then they came out with something that kind of just, it was very hypocritical. Blue Lives Matter. It's like, so All Lives don't matter? It, it doesn't make any What's, sense. I don't even know what Blue Lives Matter means. Police. Oh, They're that's what it's police. called? Yeah. I thought it was Police Lives So, Lives. literally, it's not that they have anything against, like... It's not that all lives matter. It's that they have a problem with the word black. That's it. Uh, yeah, well, the whole Republican Party has a fucking problem <laughs> with the word black. The statistic was 0.73%. That's not 73%. I don't want you to get that mixed up. That means less than 1% of the delegates at the Republican National Convention were black. Mm-hmm. Um, and even extended to other minorities, I believe it's like less than 5%. Like, it's crazy how white it is. I mean, it literally, I'm not even trying to be like, a dick or anything but like it literally looks like some sort of Aryan brotherhood shit like it literally looks like like Nazi Germany in the 30s like just a bunch of white people watching some guy fucking do weird salutes uh, except I don't think Hitler accidentally missed kissing Joseph Goebbels or Heinrich <laughs> Himmler ever like Donald Trump did mm-hmm. he didn't pucker his lips like a little asshole and tried to go in for the kiss and got fucking denied, which was honestly hilarious. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, and I don't want to... I know everybody compares Trump to Hitler. I, I don't think it's that extreme, though some of his rhetoric honestly is, like, he's very much like anybody who uh, disagrees should be locked away. I mean, he does kind of have a little bit of that, like, authoritarian mm-hmm. vibe to him, which it suits the people that he's speaking to. You know, um, I don't think it's legitimate, though. I think Donald Trump is a is just full of he is literally just a bag full of shit. Like he just needs to be poked and it will explode. Right. And I mean, we're not old enough to have seen like his time in the spotlight through the years. But I mean, from what I gather, it's like this guy is very inconsistent and unstable and and, like wants to bang his daughter real hard. Yeah. If you haven't seen the videos and pictures of that, I suggest that you look it up. There's several times where he said at different points in interviews, one time he literally said, if Ivanka wasn't my daughter, perhaps I would be dating her. 
<laughs> that's the creepiest thing you could ever say about your daughter. There's yeah. pictures of her like sitting on his lap, like cradling his face. He constantly comments on his daughter's how attractive she is. At one point on an interview, he was like, "Like one thing you have in common." He was like, "I was gonna say sex, but I guess that would be weird." And I was like, "What? Ugh. <laughs> what?" <laughs> like, just just the thought of Donald Trump having sex in general is literally repulsive. <laughs> but when you think of Donald Trump incest, it's worse. Oh my god, dude! Don't start. <laughs> Though, you know, he does have all these fucking mail-order brides, so there's that whole thing, too. He talks about immigration and making America great again, yet he had to fucking order his wives online. He brings all these women in from other fucking countries. He doesn't... None of the wives he had, I don't think, were American. Maybe his first wife. Maybe. They're all from another country. They're all immigrants, too. So why does he hate immigrants so bad? Unless they're his wife's... Right. Like, they didn't have a green card before they came here or whatever. They, I don't think they were naturalized citizens. I'm pretty sure he married them, and then they became citizens. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, I know his uh, current wife just got her citizenship, like, a few years ago. First lady, Melania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't really care that she plagiarized that speech, though. I, well, she didn't. Yeah. Speechwriter. Yeah, exactly. I don't think it... I mean, like, I think I, they made a bigger deal out they, of it than they need to be. That happens so often, and it was a, such a it. generic speech in the first place that it's yeah. like... I mean, like... Ob- and talking about kids, talking about follow your dreams. That's literally, literally something I would say. Follow in your like, dreams, have values. <laughs> right. Have values was uh, one of the lines. Have values. Exactly. What values? Right. I mean, technically, values might not always be good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if Charles Manson had less values, he might not be in fucking prison right now. Right. You know? So, I mean, it was a generic speech. but And it was definitely plagiarized. And I think that what upset people was the fact that they're constantly shitting on... I mean, there literally was a, a Congress member who said, what have black people or any non-white people contributed to society? Oh, ever? no, that was on, uh, I think it was CNN. One of the guys reporting was like, if you think about it, I mean, except for white people, what has anyone else done? But that guy was a senator, I'm pretty sure. Was he, he, was some, I think he was at least like a political commentator or something. You know he was Republican. No, dude. No. Libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, that's the kind of rhetoric. So in that sense, well, I know that a black lady delivered Melania's speech first. So in that sense, it's like, mm-hmm. fuck you for, you know. I mean, but then again, like, has anyone given that speech before Michelle Obama? I'm pretty like... sure that it was actually plagiarized from my speech when I was 12 years old and graduated from <laughs> school. Because <laughs> yeah. I said to people that we needed to have values and follow yeah. our dreams. Right. I also said it in high school in 2008, but before Barack Obama got elected. So that was... A few months before. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. <laughs> a few months before she made that speech, I made that speech. All right, John. Fucking president of the class. Maybe I should be president of the United <laughs> States. But, you know, I think the media likes to look at these, like, stupid gaffes and be like, oh, my God. And, like, it does indicate a mismanagement, and I think that's a problem. But I think what's more concerning is the rhetoric that's occurring that everybody's just weirdly cool with. Like, it's super fucking racist, and everybody shies away from it because the media is literally terrified of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Like, as much as... They give him a platform in which he always gets to say what he actually wants to get the message. Like, his message is always getting out through the media because they won't say anything that's going to offend him too much because he's known to be like, well, fuck you, you're not coming to my whatever. Yeah, he has so much power over them. Right, and they don't... They're like, oh, well, I don't want to fucking lose that because then we won't be able to put you on the fucking news and people won't watch us. Our right. ratings will go down. Like, it's so disgusting and corrupt and, like, despicable. Um, so, 
that was a bit of a digression from the tweets that I was getting at. But anyway, so basically the next tweet I said is, new to citing shit from when I was in elementary school. I've literally earned three college degrees since. So, uh, name Chip, fucking strong name, Chip, uh, strong fucking name. Uh, this guy named Chip tweeted, he would still, he could still wipe the floor with you for no reason. (laughs) He doesn't know me. He does have 31 followers. Make it 32 guys. Make it 32. Uh, and maybe tweet at him. I heard you have a lot of extra money. Can you lend me a few dollars? Just everybody, just go on there. Can you lend me a few dollars? Because he, he claims that he's a rich man. So he said he could wipe the floor with me. And I this is the... I, I, I said, that fat fuck can't even bend over to reach the floor, let alone wipe it with anything. And then I put hashtag new, hashtag moon base. Because new, in case you didn't know, wanted to build a fucking moon colony. A dude is smart. I mean, like, as long as they could keep the moon bears out, like... That would be sweet. Think yeah, about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about the moon bears. Fucking moon bears. Um, but then he said, "I'll bet you a hundred k," which is a stupid fucking. <laughs> I don't know. So I said, nah. "How do you how do you win that?" Like, <laughs> so I just I just you know I'm not trying to fucking attack this guy. Like his picture is literally a status picture. His status picture, profile picture, whatever, is literally him from what looks like at least. 1983 or 4 it's just him with two chicks one on each side very like kind of weirdly like look at how cool I was you know and I just thought like let me see this I gotta see this okay wait a minute I'll show you real quick (laughs) by the way he's at BG Newman 3 so that's him Harry Potter looking motherfucker in the middle frat bro I like it yeah he who does he look like he does look like somebody ah Yeah, he does. That's weird. He literally looks like a frat guy. Like, New- straight Gingrich. up. <laughs> it's New. New was tweeting fuck. me this whole time, and he's still lost. <laughs> um, uh, no, so this guy, uh, he looks like a frat douche. He has these two girls, and he's like, one arm around each of them. You can just tell he's a fucking dickhead. I'm sure he's a misogynist. You know, he probably thinks, like, yeah, two chicks at one time, bro. Like, fucking uh, office space. <laughs> I bet you, literally, I bet you he looks exactly like that guy now. <laughs> yeah. Like, the guy from office space with the handlebar mustache. Don't worry, Peter, I won't tell you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you just pretend like you can't hear me through the wall? And that's basically what he did to me. He yeah. basically office spaced me. Because <laughs> yeah. he just, like, went on to my tweets and decided he needed to fucking respond. Like, I gave a shit what, like. Yeah. It wasn't even a good response. Like, if you're gonna come at me it and say a something, response. it was just like a, a provoking. It was comment. a weird challenge that was yeah. just like for no reason. Um, I mean, like, I don't mind if you disagree with me, but like, be either funny or or make a good point. Right. Like saying he could wipe the floor with you, and then being like, yeah, like mm-hmm. an insulting. Like- yeah, and then being like, oh, I'll bet you a hundred thousand. Like, this is not a great <laughs> conversation to have. Like, let's make it entertaining. I don't mind when people do. I like talking to people who disagree with me, if they have some sort of basis through which they're kind of deriving their opinion. Um, But anyway, so he says, I'll bet you a hundred grand. And I said, nah, I'll pass ship. You enjoy that hundred K that you totally for real definitely have. (laughs) Cause I'm sure that a guy with 31 followers on Twitter finding strangers, which if you go on his Twitter feed, it's just like literally him challenging people. <laughs> I'm sure that guy really has a hundred fucking thousand dollars like, to, to bet people he's like, anyway. With this small wiener, I gotta be able to have something to show for my life. <laughs> yeah. And so then he tweeted at me, yeah, I know, period. 
what's that two, three years of salary for you, question mark? So I didn't even justify it with the what? response. Because in a way, he's right. It's actually uh, 10 years right now. <laughs> I make very little money. Um, but that's because, you know, I'm working towards something still. But uh, it's a stupid comment, and it didn't offend me because I literally couldn't give a fuck less if I could produce $100,000. If I could produce $100,000, I wouldn't be talking to him on Twitter. Right. Uh, I'd be doing something cooler. <laughs> um, so I said, listen, Chip, in your weird fantasy where I and Newt Gingrich debate while you are an unknown audience member slash voyeur, uh, question mark, I'd use facts and science to explain why a report about national security threats that existed before smartphones, broadband, internet, social media, iPads, drone strikes, and three of the last four presidential terms might be outdated enough to not accurately assess national security threats in the modern day. But even then, it'd depend on him utilizing at least a small bit of rationality, something your party's candidates are not known for. For example, they refuse to believe in global warming, despite 99% of scientists agreeing it exists. To put it in more relatable terms, if 99 out of 100 people say a crayon is red and one disagrees, that doesn't mean 99 people are wrong, it means one person is a dumbass and the crayon is red. So, in summation, even if your dreams come true and Newt wanted to debate me, it'd be pointless because you can't debate a person who thinks debate means yelling your opinion and disregarding any information indicating the contrary without offering a valid counterpoint. You can't rationalize with a baby to get it to stop crying, and you can't do it with the RNC presenters. So he did have a comeback to that, which was, talk to the other 95 people then. And I, and then, he spelled then T-H-A-N, so <laughs> I just corrected it then. <laughs> Because it was spelled wrong, and he did Ask not the respond. Other Ninety-five people. What does that even mean? I don't fuck it. Apparently, there's five people in the room with him. I don't know. <laughs> did it take five people to tweet? Bet you hundred k. Maybe that's how he had a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Nobody was willing to put a hundred. The only right thing out. that would make this conversation better is if he like upped the bet. He's like two hundred k. Yeah. <laughs> they're just like they're all like we could all put up our trailers for collateral. Let's get Newt Gingrich here to debate this stranger <laughs> that you don't know anything about. Right. Um. So this is the people who Donald Trump is pandering to though and these are the people that are allowing this stupid fucking platform to be to continue and to be perpetuated in 2012 the RNC basically did this report and they said why did we lose the last two elections and the answer was you need to start reaching out to minority communities mm -hmm. you need to start making appeals and becoming appealing to basically these disenfranchised groups of people who are uh, who are totally you know ignored by the Republican Party their interests are not concern uh, do not concern the Republican Party in their platform it's not you know their interests are not in it so they did that by having Donald Trump they used to have a 40% of latino voters voted for George Bush uh, then you know basically they lost that entire group of people because Donald Trump decided that he needed to build a wall to keep Mexicans out, even though those aren't the main people immigrating here anymore right. and even causing any of the immigration issues, uh, and that Mexicans are all rapists. So they didn't they're, really follow their own lead there. <laughs> they're coming over here. They're burning our women. They're raping our churches. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I just... And then you have, like, fucking... When Ted Cruz could come on stage and look people dead in the face and seriously be like, vote your conscience, guys. 
Blow your conscience. In that weird, it's actually more like, blow your conscience, guys. It's that creepy. He's got slobbered, like, coming off his nose because some little kid was just sucking on it. (laughs) (laughs) All fucking sweaty because he he has to take a dump all the time. Fucking, when, you know, when Ted Cruz can come on and call, basically put you on blast and say you're shitty, you're pretty shitty because Ted Cruz is pretty shitty. Um, I give him credit where credit is due for doing that but just what it's a TV oh I thought that somebody (laughs) arm upstairs my neighbor was finally being murdered (laughs) I thought it finally happened after all this time um but basically you know like he came on stage and he his sniveling fucking you know what he looks like he looks like a fucking worm to me he looks like a worm with a nose yep like, if he just slithered on stage, that would make sense. <laughs> oh, left a little slime trail. Skinny job of the hood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he when he comes on stage and he's like, vote your conscience, which basically means, like, don't vote for Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, Without saying, don't vote yeah. for Donald Trump. I mean, like, anybody who thinks that Donald Trump is actually going to win this election doesn't pay attention to politics. Because... While he did mix things up so far, and while things haven't been predictable, at some point the party line is going to be towed, and at some point, the reason that a group like the Republican National Committee exists is because they are trying to expand their base and be elected. So if you're literally disregarding everything they say, and you're appealing to the lowest common denominator of people, white like white supremacists, and just like really poorly educated people who hold they call these traditional values. What they really mean is just bigot, bigoted values mm-hmm. and bigoted opinions. Um, you're eventually going to have... There's not... Not everyone in this country is like that. Those are just... Again, it's the people who are fucking yelling the loudest. They have nothing better to do but to profess their hatred of all these groups and to, to swear that America's shittier than it's ever been. You know, like, as America became more inclusive the Republican Party started to claim that it needed to go back to the way it used to be. Right. Um, you know, and granted, we have a lot of problems right now. I mean, you know, and race is a big issue, but when you hear the rhetoric from the Republican Party, it makes you wonder, like, you know, uh, if they're really helping the situation at all. Like, if I were fucking black, I would just watch that and be like, holy fuck, everyone in this country is a fucking racist. Yeah. I think that and I'm white. You know, if I were if I were having some of this shit actually thrown at right, basically targeted me at, targeted at you. Yeah, targeting at me, I mean I would be like, Oh shit. Like yeah. they really fuck these people. Right. Especially, right. Yeah, when you are being attacked you're just gonna feel like it's coming from all angles, you know? It's like it's yeah. gonna seem more threatening. And I mean I mean being white, like, we don't really have that perspective obviously, so no, dude. I, but, I it's bad. Like for us, like we can see this. Imagine how it is for people who aren't us. You know. Yeah, I mean, like you know, people get pissed off, but like, on some level, you kind of have to understand where the anger is coming from. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not black, you should be able to see where the anger comes from. Yeah. You know, it's totally, it's justifiable anger. You know, I don't think that necessarily people should be fucking shooting cops, but. The anger is justifiable, and the protests definitely are. So yeah, I feel like another thing we have to bring up too is uh, that lady at the RNC where they there's that little clip of her holding that sign that said 
what was it? No, no racism, no hate. No racism, no hate. And they just went after her like fucking Ripped it right out of her fucking racism and hate, motherfucker. Didn't say anything <laughs> about like like uh, anti-Trump or anything like that. It was no. just literally. It didn't even a say good, yeah. a good-hearted statement. Like wasn't causing any issues, and people were like. Get out of here! <laughs> like going after her, and they're like holding up an American flag, Trying which I don't know up, what like, the fuck. We use the, we use patriotism to hide no racism and no hate. <laughs> patriotism means racism oh, and hate. God, and I, I saw this video on Twitter of these people who were burning a flag, and this this one guy commented they were they were burning a flag outside of the RNC. Right. So obviously, like they were trying in protest of it, in yeah, protest. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously there's going to be backlash. People were flipping out about it. But this one guy was like, kill those motherfuckers. And then everyone, I, well, not everyone, a few people were like, oh, but I thought all lives matter. Like, yeah. what, what then? Like, that's a good point. It's like, why, why are they, you know? The notion that we need to be extremely patriotic is like the same mentality of like being weirdly loyal to the local high school football team or like to the college team just because... You grew up in the area. It's like, do you play for them? Do you have any affiliation with it other than the fact that they're near you? No. Have you contributed in any way? No. Then why the fuck are you so angry? Yeah. Like, when people, like, yell at me about college football, I'm like, dude, do you fucking play football there? (laughs) I know. Oh, people get so serious about it. It's ridiculous. People, I'll literally be like, oh, yeah, fuck that team. They're like, what? And they'll, like, be ready to fight. I'm like, oh, dude, do you play for them? <laughs> no. Then why the fuck do you care? Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about God. you. They don't oh, care about you. Oh, that is so true. So like, true. Like, dude, it's sad if that's how your, your self-worth comes from this one aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not saying, like, people should be going out and burning the American flag. Like, I honestly, I think, you know, of all the countries in the world, this is probably the best one. Right. Because, you know... The other rhetoric about, like, well, other countries don't have this problem or that problem. Yes, they fucking do. Oh, yeah. Canada has problems with race. Every fucking country has problems with race. Absolutely. Um, Everybody has their own versions of Donald Trump. You know, some parties, some countries have neo-Nazi parties that are still part of the political system. Greece right now is being, dealing with, I think they're called, like, um, Golden Dawn. And they are literally a neo-Nazi party. Like, you have it all over the fucking world. You have all of these issues are not unique to America. Right. Uh, you know, and we are spe- especially unique because our country is very large. We have probably, I would guess, the most diverse country in the world. Um, and that brings a lot of good. You know, being introduced to new cultures and ideas is good, but it also brings a lot of uh, complications with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because like... In group, out group. Exactly. Um, like, there's just no... you. There's not... Uh, some sort of homogenous culture that everybody shares, you know? And so you're going to have issues with it and people just need to learn to fucking chill. Right. Like it's so fucking annoying sometimes just listening to everybody uh, just get so pissed. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Over, over issues that don't like, they don't have any like effect on that person individually. Yeah. But because it's not, like, culturally what they were, like, taught or, like, you know, they just don't understand it. So they're afraid of it. They don't like it. 
Yeah. I mean, I mean, like we are fucking immigrants here. We stole the land from the fucking Native Americans. We don't seem to be too concerned about that. So we're gonna complain that where other people are coming here. Like, give me a fucking break. Right. You know, I mean, since when did we become okay with the idea that people should be fucking slaughtered in their own country because we just don't want to deal with their presence? Like, we don't have to do a bunch of shit for, like, refugees. You know, like, yes, yeah, some money from social programs will go to them, but, like, we're just providing them a place to go. Right. You know, and, like, we're like not if, willing okay, to if fucking let them do Without that. the label of, like, okay, this is a refugee, if you had someone that was, like, I don't know, like, they needed, like, help... And, like, you were able to help them. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, like, a person that you met. Like, you would do something for them. Like, I, I mean, I hope. Like, a good-hearted person. But, like, when it's, like, I, it's it's that media label again. Like, it, Well, and that's what I was going to say. It's because we politicize everything, too. Everything has, has to have a political orientation to it now. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, refugees getting help. You're a fucking liberal. You're a fucking Democrat. You know? Getting them kicked out of country, that's conservative and that's Republican. Like, not everything not everything needs to be a political issue. Some things should be moral issues that go transcend politics. Mm-hmm. You know, that transcend po- parties and ideas. It should just be a moral question of, like... Exactly. And I, I would like to say, though, that I think people, when faced with actual human beings in front of them would change their mind oh absolutely i think that a lot of it is that we dehumanize you're you're disenfranchised with everything when you're you're talking about it from a a, i don't know like a an outside perspective you know it's like we're all playing life through like a video game it's like playing call of duty like yeah call of duty you go and kill right like people but in real life you're not gonna do that but and it's the same idea with this like it's almost like fake people right you know they're not human to you because you don't get Mm -hmm. to see them Mm-hmm. You know, when do they show the refugees fucking dead bodies or yeah. anything that they're going through when they talk about stuff like that? I know that? a lot of people are flipping out because they claim like they're like, yeah, we're not bringing these refugees over because ISIS is claiming to have like planted some of their like, I don't know, members into those like refugees that are immigrating. And I don't know. I, that was a problem with it but uh, fuck isis there's a a girl oh that's who, like, right the one the one she was like quote a unquote teenage t- girl yeah. that like committed to it and then she's like i want to go home yeah because once you get there <laughs> they're tweeting i like pop tarts and then you fucking get there and there's no fucking pop tarts yeah. they don't have fucking pop tarts they don't have, yeah. they don't have shoes <laughs> i mean they don't this even... is not what the fucking pamphlet said yeah <laughs> the problem with isis is if they actually were fighting for what they claim to be fighting for, they wouldn't have the justification to continue to do it because they're not improving anything for anyone. Yeah, they're not fighting for anything. They're just... They're not making a a statement, an argument for Islam. They're not helping Muslims in any way. No. They're they're actively making their religion more persecuted and they're actively turning the tide against people because people here don't under, you know, I mean, I mean, why would you understand people chopping off other people's heads? No, I mean like (laughs) Islam in general, like Muslims in general, you know, like, you know, the typical Muslim who's just like a normal ass person who happens to read a different book (laughs) than you, you know, and that's what they want. It was like that crack podcast where they, they were talking about ISIS as being a cult, you know, Mm. they have a few leaders and they, they have this fucked up ideology and they use religion and bastardize it as a way to kind of twist it to get people to do shit for them. Right. You know, and... Very mind control 
Yeah. Definitely. That's all it is. Just mind control. And those dude, it's like calculated tactics. Like they those people know what they're doing. They know what people like need to hear to be able to like commit themselves to fucking chop people's heads off and like you know, but so these fuckers come in and then Donald Trump gets fucking nominated. <laughs> yeah. I, but I'm going to be honest, like, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but, like, Donald Trump, for real, might actually be in cahoots with Hillary Clinton. Like, every <laughs> single day of the RNC was just, like, him trying to be like, what do you guys think now, huh? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Does I still sound look good? And she just sounds... Like, like, he has to up the ante every time because he's like, Hillary, that was really fucking stupid. Now I got to even look more dumb and do something even crazier. Now I got to do you something even up. more huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got to do something tremendous. And I mean, like, for real, though, like, I think that's what's happening. Like, Hillary's like, fuck. I'm such a fuck. I fucking, the fucking emails and fucking all these backhand deals. Like, I'm, I'm I, she really is a crook. Yeah. Uh, but That's like scary, in the manner dude. that all politicians are kind of crooks um, she's just bad at doing it but yeah she's like fuck she and gets then, caught and then Donald Trump's like it's like he said like if I were going to join a party I would run for president as a Republican because of the dumbest Yeah, you know they would definitely like whatever I said like they would vote for me I could get them to vote for me um, and I don't think he's even trying to be president at this point I really don't think that because why would somebody try to be president openly say uh, we wouldn't necessarily even support NATO, our allies in Eastern Europe, if that happened? Well, he's he's playing the whole like he's pro Putin. What what have they done for us that we should protect them? They're just little guys, and we're putting in like right. But that's that's like in a way, and I understand that kind of argument. But in a way, we did it to ourselves. We wanted to be a superpower. Yeah, that was we want to maintain that the, our superpower. That was status. the idea. Yeah. And so part of that requires you, like, it's like that kid on the schoolyard who used to beat everyone's ass. You know what I mean? Like, that kid who, like, looked out for other people. Like, all right, well, once you start doing that and somebody comes to you, you can't be like, well, when would you ever stick up for me? Like, it doesn't fucking matter. They don't have the means. What are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. You know, but beyond that, um, it's kind of creepy. Him and Putin, they have, like, a little bromance going on. You know, and uh, Putin very much, I think, wants Donald Trump to win. There's definitely some mutual respect there. It's like they get each other. They do. They're both like, they're, they're like, like, you have lots of money. And you <laughs> tell people you do this and I, I do also. You know, Donald's and, looking at the moon. He's like, I wonder if Putin's looking at the same moon right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just sitting on the, on the edge. Fucking Joe Dirt wave, moment. Wiggling and kicking. <laughs> uh, yeah. Swinging his feet back and forth. You Just, know. You know, on the other fucking side of the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, all of his wives are Eastern European, Eastern and European, so he yeah. has, like, a, a thing. And mm-hmm. maybe he just finds Putin to be an attractive man. I could see Donald Trump swinging both ways. Yeah. I don't think that he that he uh, does it all the time. But I feel <laughs> like a guy with that much money has to get bored at some point. You just do shit. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you get all the cheat codes to a game and it's like, you want to give that game up, but it's life. So the only way out is suicide. So he's just he's gay like, I've sometimes never been instead. with a man. <laughs> yeah. You know, he. I mean, like, I could see that. Yeah, it's like, you got you to gotta invent ways to have fun. And Donald Trump, in a way, like, Putin is, in a lot of ways, exactly who he's aspiring to be. Because Putin is in charge you know he tells people straight up like no this is how it's gonna be fuck you if you don't like it you said something bad about me get the fuck out of here like donald trump 
wants to be very bold yep yeah uh, beyond bold some might say uh oppressive (laughs) uh dictator of sorts when you win an election with 99 percent of the vote that's probably not a real election right (laughs) (laughs) i mean when it's a multiple choice and a is the only bubble on the sheet yeah do you want vladimir putin or vladimir putin (laughs) Uh, I think I'll vote for <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> somebody just tweeted, well, Trump won me over tonight, KKK members who were on the fence. <laughs> he said he'll project LGBT citizens from hateful foreign ideology, and this person says can't include hateful domestic ideology because that's his base. And that's what's like, I think that's what's really fucked me up over this election like I really and this is me living in a bubble I suppose I finally felt like hey maybe you know we're not all a bunch of shitheads like yeah racism's probably not as big of a deal now like we are becoming progressive like I truly thought that racism was really for older people mm-hmm. like not like super old people but let's say like 45 and up right. was really where that was still existing but like our generation not at all Oh, I mean, with millennials, it's definitely, like, way less. Except it's way actually less. pretty bad. I don't know about that. Dude, cause... it's shocking how many people our age still support Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean, like, more than I would expect. And just more people in general than I would expect. Even beyond millennials, like, even the 40s. Like, I would have guessed, like, maybe, like, 20%. It's more like fucking 60. Right, but, I mean, I would say it's, like, a different kind of racism. Like, people, mm. you're saying, like, 45 and up. It's, like, those people are, like still afraid of black people people our age people our age it's like the the newer like ideas that are like threatening that i mean like as we consider racist but they don't like the the idea with like every everything is islamic terrorism no there's a lot of people our age who are still super racist against like black people I mean, yeah, but I not not nearly as much. No way. Not nearly as much. But I guess like I expected it to really not be a thing. Yeah. And it is a thing. And that is that's disheartening. That's kind of scary. Um and it just makes me feel like, "Hey, we're all a bunch of shitheads." Mhm. You know, I don't know what you fucking do about it at some point. Yeah. Keep waiting it out, I guess. I guess. So, uh, this has actually been, um, really not very funny and mostly just depressing. Yeah. Uh, I apologize for that, but we were, we talked about this yesterday and it was pretty funny. So yeah. I feel like we, we went past all the off Yeah, now we're like, actually just thinking about, about it. Jokes about uneasiness and, and we And being upset to, now. <laughs> yeah, because we were like, yesterday we were going to record this and we were like, hey, let's do the RNC. And we were like cracking jokes and being like, yeah, and like. Then I think we had time to think about it for an entire day and, like, read more shit. Like, I know, like, the difference between, like, cracking jokes about, like, a lot of the stuff we crack jokes about, which eh, at times is inappropriate. But, like, I think oftentimes, like, even when we talk about really fucked up shit, like, child rapists, like, R. Kelly and stuff, like, we're not trying to make fun of people who get raped. We're trying to make fun of the people who do fucked up things. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we try to, like, point out how fucking absurd and crazy it is that those people exist. Um, it's easier to do that when, like, there's singular instances. Right. There is no, like, I guess NAMBLA exists, but generally there's not really a, 
a big lobby for right, or a big right. support group behind pedophiles. There's not a big support group behind serial killers and murderers and and regular rapists and you know just shitty people in general. Like those kind of things. You know, there's not necessarily like huge lobbying groups for it. I mean, I guess you have people like the Stanford Rapist who get away with it, basically, mm-hmm. and people support him. But I think that, um, you know, especially within the context of what we talk about, which is more intellectual, it's easier to find a way to relate it to it and make jokes about it. But thinking about this, like really thinking about it, like I have all day, it's not funny to me because really? it's too real. Yeah. And anywhere you look, it's there. It's there. And, like, you know, in some ways, I think making jokes about it can make you feel better. Um, You can make jokes about how absurd it is. And that's what we were doing yesterday. But after I thought about it for a while, it really did turn into, like, but this is real. Mm -hmm. Like, there are a whole group of people. Like, it's easy to make fun of it before you realize that, like, but people really think this way and you can't change their mind. Yeah. You know? Um, Yeah. It's it's illogical. Really fucked up and and it's not it's just something like in a way I don't want to make it into too much of a joke because I want people to take it seriously like I want people to really realize that like Donald Trump is one of two people who will be president in three months mm-hmm. flip a coin <laughs> I mean legitimately like you will have Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton arguably neither of them are ideal but I want you to really think about you know, the RNC and the shit that you're hearing that they're saying overtly, you know, the platforms they take, the people who support them. Think about the ideology that they not only adhere to, but that they kind of clandestinely support. You know, there's a reason why David Duke hasn't supported any fucking candidate in like 20 some years. And now he supports Donald Trump. Like why white supremacists are coming out of the woodwork for the first time in like two or three decades to be like, this is our guy. Yeah. Because there's subliminal winks and nods to these people in these platforms that they're adopting, in the speeches they're giving. You know, like, while I'm not trying to say that, like, a still shot of Donald Trump waving looking like a Sig Heil is intentional, anybody waving at a certain point like, right. will look like that. And it, it is funny because of the relation, the things that you can draw, like, the similarities. For, but like Except for when they just let it hang for a little bit too long, like that lady. Just let it hang for just a second too long there. Did it for longer than a second. It wasn't a wave. You literally went across the <laughs> crowd like that and then started your wave. Like, there's just these little things that start to be like a wink and a nod to these groups of people who, like, hey, we understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The shit, the rhetoric that they use, the words they pick. Like, there's things that are just very indicative of white supremacy and I that's not to say that I think every Donald Trump supporter is a white supremacist I actually think that a lot of Donald Trump supporters are supporting Donald Trump uh, for other reasons like I have a very good friend who's a Donald Trump supporter he's older he's like 50 and I don't think he's a white supremacist he's you know he has black friends he that doesn't mean he's not somewhat racist I mean you know you can have black friends and be kind of racist yeah but um but I don't think he's like that's why that's what appeals to him about it I think it's the fear that appears appeals to him mm-hmm. and you know I don't think every Donald Trump supporter is a racist and a bigot outwardly but I think that their fear of change and their fear of something different supersedes that other shit and so they ignore it because either you have to accept the fact that you're willing to 
put, you know, say like, yes, he's a racist. I'm just going to have to be okay with that, which is really hard to accept. Or you have to say, no, 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 he didn't mean it that way. Mm-hmm. No, 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 everyone's crazy, but he will protect me. Right. You know, and I think that's part of it too. Um, but it's something I think people need to consider, and I think people need to take it seriously, and they need to be, I don't want to say scared, because that's what Donald, you know, that's what these, that's what the tactic is, to make everyone scared. I, I, it's not that people should be scared, but they should really consider what they want the future to look like for four years, you know? Um, and to realize that, like, if you don't take this seriously, and you think he's a joke, and you think this stuff is a joke, and you decide that it's not important enough to go vote, for example, or to take a few minutes to contradict some of these sentiments, then, you know, that's how you end up with him fucking winning. I think the best chance he has at winning is for people like us to say he couldn't win. Yeah. You know, I think he can't win if we go and vote, but if you don't go and vote, well, no singular vote, you know, feels like it has an impact, those singular votes turn into collective votes. You know, it does actually matter, so... I don't know. That was quite the tangent. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of, I want to cry right now. <laughs> yeah, well. This is, this is, yeah, it's real, dude. It's, it's, I mean, like, Very it really, real. it really did hit me, though, watching the past few days, just, like, the theatrics of it, mm-hmm. the music, the, the pageantry, and the, how everything is so staged, and I'm just like, Jesus, man, like, fuck, this is, like, it's literally also the other side of it is they've just bastardized the process so much they've literally turned it into entertainment. Oh, this is like they have fucking theme songs now, dude. Uh, like even in like Canada and stuff, like uh, their elections are very Six like weeks, right? it's boring shit. Like mm-hmm. it's what it's supposed to be. Like it's not fucking. You shouldn't like, be fucking amped on it. Yeah, like like you shouldn't like, be like this is really. Hey, fucking. bro, let's grab some popcorn and like yeah, what's watch the next the... development? Oh shit! Yeah. Like, did yeah, he just so call Ted Cruz a pussy? <laughs> like, he did. That was honestly, that was though, funny. of all the shit that I laughed my ass up. He's like, what'd you say? Say it again. I'm not going to say it. She called him a pussy. <laughs> like, that, was, that was honestly, though, I did laugh at that. that was, I'm not saying that some of the shit he does isn't funny. I'm just saying that that's not somebody I want. Like, it's only funny when he's not one of the two people who will be literally the most powerful person in the world. Uh, so yeah, there's that. And you know, people are like all those people who are bagging on Ted Cruz, not uh fucking one. I don't understand this idea that because you lost to someone, you now need to support them. Like I get it in the sense of like our party should win, but like what if he's a dickhead? Like he did. Right, they were running against each other, (laughs) trying to fucking throw each other under the bus. Like Donald Trump literally said Ted Cruz's wife was ugly. (laughs) That his dad tried to assassinate JFK. That's hilarious. (laughs) I mean, like, and he called him a pussy. Like I don't want. I I wouldn't. I'd I'd be be like, like, you know what, dude? I'm gonna sit this one out. I'd be like, fuck that orange bitch. (laughs) Yeah. You know, let him fucking let him do whatever he needs to do. But I don't want to be a fucking part of. I wouldn't. Condone, I wouldn't Hell no. support him either. You know? And Ted Cruz, he's a fucking Zodiac killer. So there's that too. <laughs> I wouldn't support Ted Cruz either. You know? But John Kasich wouldn't. Um, yeah. And didn't, you he's, know, endorse him either. Right. And he's in Ohio. Yeah. Like he's. Yeah. A couple he, hours. He refused to go, right? Yeah. Refused. Yep. So that's the other thing, though. Like, there's a lot of drama going on, which is really entertaining in a way to be like, oh, shit. But like, unprecedented this is the first time that no former 
presidential candidate or former Republican president has shown up to a convention, other than Bob Dole from like 30 years ago or whatever. But yeah. like, nobody showed up to support him. Mm -hmm. Even though they don't really have anything to lose, they're not po politicians anymore. That shows you that they literally were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because remember, like the Republican nominee is also the leader of the party. Right. Basically. So, I mean, if that's your leader of your party, somebody who's never even met a member of it, really. Uh, yeah. And who has shit on everybody in the party. Yeah. Just to, he basically, like, while well, most of these, they're politicians. Right, like, they he's, putting, the top, he's putting himself in front of the party where that's, like, not the like, There's not still the a mindfulness of, like, this is my party, and we have to win at some point. So they pull punches a little bit. Mm -hmm. But Donald Trump literally just, like, clawed his way to the top no fucks yep. and uh, you know I think he thinks that strategy will work for a national election I don't think it will no did you see these new ads they have that Hillary Clinton's campaign has been putting out no uh, my cousin texted me a picture of it it's just a picture of Donald Trump waving basically looking like a little bit Zig Heilish and it says the thing about women is you gotta treat them like shit <laughs> and it said Donald Trump 1996 <laughs> oh god I'll um, tell you the funniest one is uh that the picture of the RNC and then the it's just the fucking Baba Duke <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that yeah. one gets me every it, time it literally says it's, it's, the, it's the fucking, fucking Baba Duke. Duke and then it says uh Wait, and his little top hat. Yeah, it says uh, the Babadook used to run. The Babadook ran PR for Trump Tower in 1998 before resigning to wear a top hat and kill people. <laughs> <laughs> like they give the little history and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Um, and Donald Trump looks a little bit like the Babadook. Looking at that picture, somebody should get him a top hat. Babadook. Yeah, I. It's just. You know what we didn't talk about yet? Serial killers. Ted Cruz. We talked about Ted Cruz. <laughs> um, so I've been listening to a lot of murder pod. I call them murder podcasts, true crime podcasts. And uh, it's a lot, of, a lot of new shit. There's these women that I just listened about yesterday. And the guys who do that podcast are from Ohio. So they talk about Ohio a lot. Ohio has, like, a lot of really fucked up shit. So, first of all, I guess Cleveland has the most serial killers per capita. Yeah. Uh, so, of course it does. Cleveland is a shithole. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Now that the Cavs won that championship, I think the, the morale is going to go up a little bit, and that number is going to reduce. You'll be I, surprised. <laughs> I mean, the parade on TV was crazy. I did think they were actually going to burn their city down, mm -hmm. and they didn't. No. So, there's that. Uh, I am a LeBron fan, though, uh, so I was glad to see them win. And I fucking hate Golden State. So <laughs> I just you just like Steph Curry. Uh, I fucking he's <laughs> I hate Green the most. Yeah. And then Steph Curry and Iguodala's all right. I actually don't mind him. Yeah. But I now fucking hate Kevin Durant for just doing the obvious championship. Yeah. You know, like just charging for the championship. Do you see how Lil B was like? Kevin Durant, the curse has been lifted yeah. <laughs> as soon as he got yeah. traded. I did. That was actually really funny. Um, that was fucking little B, dude. He's so crazy. He 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 put that uh, the curse on him. That's why. I know. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's almost like it might be a real thing because they got fucking shafted in that conference final. 
Yeah, well, you know, um, when Cleveland did it, it was cheating, but when Golden State did it, it was talent. Yeah, but, it was a little B curse. Yeah, well, Lil B, maybe it was. Maybe Lil B's a fucking, like, magical goblin. I wouldn't be surprised. Dude, Lil B probably does have some sort of magic. He is, like, a little fucking gremlin. I love it. You know he follows us on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we gotta fucking hit Lil B up. <laughs> Dude, we should try to get Lil B to be a guest in our podcast. Oh, I bet God. he'd fucking do it. He doesn't give a shit. Hell no. Let's get Lil B on the podcast. I wanna hear what this guy say. Let's fucking get Lil B on the podcast. Let's do it, dude. All right, if you listen, all, like, 40... <laughs> fucking people who probably listen to this if you have a twitter which i'm finding weirdly a lot of people do not use twitter or if they do they like you know don't care so like they maybe will like have a few followers but they don't tweet or anything tweet a little b and be like hey go on the things that were things that are thought podcast yeah. you should uh, be a guest they want you to be a guest and then uh write them a song call little it b, we will talk about whatever you want yeah, tell little B that you want him to write a song called Hillary Clinton, where he's just like Hillary Clinton, Hillary. That, that's Clinton. already a song, man. Is it? Uh, probably. Probably. I mean, he did <laughs> yeah, like pretty millions. much every name he ever had. <laughs> but yeah, I if little B comes on the podcast, I will talk about legitimately anything he wants. Oh God, that'll be the most entertaining time of my life. I actually think that he's probably fairly insightful. Uh, people give him like a bad rap for being really stupid, but if you ever listen to some of the stuff he says, he's not like super ignorant it's um yeah. they people give him call him a rap deconstructionist and in a way i think it isn't like he can rap when he wants like he released a song recently that actually wasn't bad mm-hmm. uh but beyond that i don't think it's you know i don't think he's totally ignorant i think that he might be pretty insightful yeah. i think little b is secretly like probably a genius <laughs> I, I i'm gonna give it to him i'm gonna say little b might be a genius and i think that he probably has some great things to talk about and i think he should come on our fucking podcast hear that little b podcast Based God. <laughs> I don't even say thank you, God. I say thank you, based God. Get your ass on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, serial killers. So, recently, I listened to a podcast about Anthony Soul. Do you know who Anthony Soul is? Yeah, is that the guy from Cleveland that, like, chopped up all those bodies or whatever? And, uh, uh, or, wait. He didn't chop them up. Wait, wait, wait. So, who was that guy? The guy in Cleveland where they found, like, 13 chopped-up bodies in his backyard in Cleveland. No, this guy was 11, and they were in his backyard and in his house. Oh, okay. His house smelled like dead bodies. Okay, then who was the guy that had, the, like, the prisoners for, like... Oh, no, no, he didn't kill anybody. Ariel Castro just literally kept three women in his fucking house for, like, 15 years. Mm-hmm. That guy killed himself in prison. Yeah. Um, sorry i just (laughs) fuck that guy um but anthony soul is uh he killed 11 people they call him the cleveland strangler or if you're a wordsmith the imperial avenue murderer who fucking came up with that i don't know some fucking brony that jerks off to like little my little pony stuff it's like like, good guys always finish he's like he is on imperial app like it's the worst name ever the cleveland strangler is like uninspired but at least it's kind of cool like yeah i would have called him like classic like it's the first thing that pops into my mind like yeah i mean he was weird so he used to be in the military uh he suspected that he might have been connected to some previous unsolved murders of some women in the early 2000s. Uh, or wait, not the early Is he 2000s, still alive? Early 90s. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, 
So, um, he was in the military. They think that he could have been... Somebody else also tried to say that he could have been related to, I think, the strawberry killings or the strawberry... What? It was called the Strawberry Girl Murders. That's where the murders, the Strawberry Girl Murders. Um, And it was like a few sex workers were murdered. Um, Like, I think four. And then it just stopped. And then... Uh, Anthony Soule basically had a very similar MO mm-hmm. and he also sought out sex workers um, but the story is fucking crazy dude so he used crack to get to get victims basically you know he lured people in with drugs he'd give a ton of free drugs mm-hmm. like he'd give uh, women free drugs to come so to the house so not all that bad of a guy <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't even know what to say that. Uh, I mean, like, I guess if I was going to be murdered, I would probably prefer to be high on crack. Yeah. But, see, that depends. See, because he did it in a really fucked up way. Like, if if I were just going to get shot in the head, like, I don't want to... Don't shoot me in the head. <laughs> but, but we're going to get shot in the head. But if, don't, if don't somebody was going to murder me, like, shoot me in the fucking head, and it seems like it wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Especially if you, like, let me smoke crack. <laughs> like, I wouldn't know. But, like, he fucking strangled him, which is, like, a rough way to die. Because it takes literally, I mean, even a short strangling, like, a really efficient one usually takes, like, four or five minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. And, like, oh my God. usually people take, like, ten minutes to fucking kill somebody. What? Yeah. And it I takes, like, that. a ton. Oh, it takes a really long time. And it Dude, takes a ton of Hollywood fools. has been fucking it up this whole time. Yeah. I mean, like... The, even if you were, like, really, really fast at it, like, did, like, basically, like, textbook strangling, I think it usually takes over two minutes. That's insane. Yeah, it's not quick. Like, it's not, like, 30 seconds like in Hollywood. Yeah. That wouldn't even knock you out, probably. Right. I mean, you can hold your breath for a fucking minute. Think of it that way. Yeah. I mean, if you're being strangled, you can legitimately... I could hold my breath when I was 12 for, like, like over a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're being strangled to death you're not even probably going to pass out for well over a minute because you're, like, you know... Survival Trying mode. to survive. Right. And then even after you black out, you're not going to die immediately. You know, so to actually kill somebody to the point... To strangle somebody to the point where their body's not... As soon as you let go, going to go... <gasps> yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's like four or five minutes. Yeah. Dude. That's, that's fucked true. up. Right. That's... It's fucked up. <laughs> um, so that's what he did, though, obviously. So what he did is he would rape these women. He would lure them into the house... He would give them a drink. He would basically drug them with something else after they were in his house, give them a drink, rape them, and strangle them. And um, he had the dead bodies in his house, a lot of them. And there were some outside, but he, like, literally had decaying bodies, like a ton of them in his house. And all the women who came, one woman escaped, but people, like, noted from, like, across the street and down the road, like, wow, that guy's house fucking stinks. But he lived next to a sausage factory, and he claimed that it was a sausage factory where the smell was coming from, which is fucking disgusting to think that a sausage factory <laughs> is, smells you know as what? bad as a house filled yeah, with dead yeah. bodies. She's like, you know what? That sausage does kind of stink like dead bodies, so you know, I'll, I'll give, you, give I'll it give to you, that. Anthony. I'm going <laughs> to give it to you. It's, not, it's the sausage that stinks like dead bodies. Which is fucking gross. And also, I'm just saying, if I live next to a sausage factory, I'd be trying to get them bodies in the sausage. <laughs> Feeding the people. Mm. <laughs> um, but also, just because, like, 
This guy had the worst fucking possible system of getting rid of bodies, which is he didn't. They just yeah. brought it in his fucking stinky ass house. That's that's literally the worst plan. I think what he was doing was uh, setting him up on his like couch, and he was having tea parties with them, but he would get pissed off because they would never participate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he always started out with good intentions, and then it just lost the shit. Uh, so basically, he buried women in shallow graves in the basement, crawl spaces in the house, backyard. Um, there was a human skull and a bucket inside his house. Uh, rotting. That's fucked up. Um, but one woman actually got away, and that lady is fucking badass, dude. So they went up to have sex, and he tried to start to strangle her, I believe, and then tried to push her out of a second-story window. And he did. She was a bigger woman. He pushed her out the window. She was like, fine. She like got up and was just like, fuck, help, help. Like ran away, just started screaming help. Knew where he lived and everything. And Is that how he got caught? Yeah. Wow. So the last lady. Um, Dude, that lady is like, thank fucking God. Oh my. So he, yeah, he basically got caught because he fucking, that lady got away. She eventually said, and other people were basically like, yeah, you know, like I know that they hung out with him or like. Um, you know, people, other people thought that they saw that people with him or they had suspicions about him because it's pretty suspicious. How long were, was all this stuff going on? Um, was it like a long, other than those 2009 until 12 or 13? Um, that's not that long, I guess. No, he killed every single person between 2007 and 2009. Okay. Um, but then it says on here. They're reopening several cold cases from the late 80s uh, because there was a bunch of women strangled. And it stopped around 89 when Seoul was arrested for trying to beat a pregnant woman to death or something like that. And the FBI is, like, looking into it because – and other cities where he lived, too, to look up uh, unsolved cases because they think oh, yeah. that he probably was, like, way more prolific than they suspected. Um, and, you know, people say that he was actually, like, a good-looking and charming guy. The guy who wrote the book about him, who knew oh, his no, murderer, dude. even stays in correspondences with him now. He yeah. still visits him in prison. I mean, I, now that you're, like, talking about it, I remember what this guy looks like, and he looks fucking scary. Well, I mean, see, back so, in the day, he might have been a charmer, but, yeah, he looks fucking scary. I mean, that's scary. from 2009 when he was erected, arrested. But, erected. Uh, <laughs> well, he probably was erected. Yeah. Uh, when he got arrested, he's probably like, finally. <laughs> um... But no, I mean, like, you can kind of tell, though, like, that's a creepy picture of him. He's not, like, a bad-looking guy. Like, in a better picture where he was smiling and, like, not such a weird... He probably was a good... I mean, like, most of these people are either super charming or good-looking or charming and good-looking. Or very strong. You don't you don't get women to trust you and to come to your house. I mean, the crack helped. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get women to trust you and come to your house uh, without being able to create some sense of, like, trust. You know, yeah. so yeah, pretty fucked up. One of many. Did you ever hear about that guy they caught? Have had like basically a kill kit in the trunk of his car. What? When was this? A while back in Cleveland, this guy got fucking stopped, and he had like duct tape, axe, like all the shit to fucking murder people in the back of his car, and they were literally were like, we're pretty sure this guy's a fucking serial killer. Oh my god. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, there's there's a few suspected operating around Cleveland right now. Um, so if you go to Cleveland, fucking stay with a friend. Don't go out late at night. <laughs> and definitely don't get free crack from anybody because yeah. free crack is never free. Never free. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, you remember never, that. It, you know, nothing's free, especially wanna, crack. Having an innocent night, just want to innocently go out, and smoke a little crack. Um, yep. you know, you you will probably be fucking murdered <laughs> if it's free, or you will have to do some things that, you know, yep, you're not gonna be proud of. No BJ on the first the first taste, but after that you're gonna be paying in BJ's. Trust yeah, me, you're gonna be paying in something. Um. <laughs> So don't smoke crack in Cleveland. If you're going to smoke crack, go to uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Go to the RNC. Hang out with a few good people. (laughs) You know what? If you want to smoke crack, you probably are best. You should do it at the RNC. Yeah. I feel like the police are all outside, and you could probably smoke crack inside there. Uh, Bet they haven't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they promote it. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump Jr. was on some fucking coke. Did you see him? Something, dude. He was sweating his balls off, talking all fast. He's like, oh, my dad is so fucking great. Like, <laughs> yeah. nah, that guy's, he's, they're all on coke. Donald Trump's on fucking, you think that he gives those speeches not on coke? Right. <laughs> he's literally peddling his fucking vineyards and shit still. He's like, yeah, my vineyard is worth so much money. We make the best wine. Like, dude, he's literally just selling products at the <laughs> RNC. Like, he's like a QVC network in real life. Yeah. Just a one-man QVC. He's like, if I become president, I'll be the best salesperson to ever live. Yeah. I will not give up my uh, position in my any of my companies, uh, which is a huge conflict of interest and illegal. Yeah, but super illegal. doesn't matter. Donald Trump says he doesn't care. Fuck you. Fuck the yep. law. Fuck the police. <laughs> Except for when they shoot black people. He's cool with that. Yeah. Blue yeah. Lives Matter. Uh, so, that's some shit that we were thinking about. Yeah. You guys think about it too. And uh, let us know what you think about this whole this whole situation that we got coming up Yeah. next November. God, how many prostitutes do you think Donald Trump sleeps with on a weekly basis? Uh, Five? Six? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, dude. He probably watches someone bang him because he's got that old, saggy, 70-year-old wiener. <laughs> yeah, his balls hang down to his knees. I hope that painted a picture. God, his pubes said, are the but... same color as his hair. Think about that. Ugh. Oh. Same Just color think he does as a toupee. Comb-over. Dude, I bet he does a comb-over of his dick hair over his cock. Dude, to, to I would love... It would be so funny if you found out his penis was, like, Donald Trump-themed. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to think that he has, like, a tiny dick with a comb-over. <laughs> That's, like, the Donald it, Trump It's not penis. like the comb-over, like... Like on your like below your stomach, it's like on the tip. Like <laughs> <laughs> he somehow found out how to get his pubes to grow twice as long as the average person's, uh. and then just swoops it back. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what the fuck? <laughs> oh God. Well, enjoy that thought. <laughs> on that note, yep, yep. Uh, we'll probably be coming out with another one soon to make up yeah. for the fact that we haven't been around. And uh, we're going to try to figure it out. Yeah, we'll please. get into something probably a little more traditional on this next one. This was just something that we wanted to try out and, uh, I don't know, talk about yeah, some things we that we did were... did not mean to make it so serious, but it is, so sorry. Um, do go on Twitter and follow us at things that are uh, that are underscore. That's at things that are underscore. <laughs> uh, please tell your friends. We really do need you to tell everybody about us if you like our show and to get them to listen. Uh, because we want more followers. I mean, we don't. We do this for free. We're not trying to promote ourselves. We're not trying to be stand-up comedians like a lot of these people who do podcasts are. We're just two dudes who like to talk about shit, and we just want people to fucking listen and talk to us back. I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, so. 
not only should you tell your friends to listen to us, but you should also talk to us and come on the show and have a conversation with us. Um, we can keep it anonymous if you prefer, which is what we did with Joe. Uh, and uh, Or we can you know, tell people who you are if you want to tell people, like, I'm on a I'm Yeah, on a and then podcast. they can send you anthrax in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you know, or if you just want to brag about being on a, a podcast with that yeah. has no listeners, you know, you can do yeah. that. Uh, Look, guys, I mean, we would do this over Xbox Live, but every time I go on there and try to have a good conversation with someone, they just said that they fucked my mom in the <laughs> ass. <laughs> and, and they're it, always 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're all Trump supporters, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> Always breathing heavy, too. A little, yeah. little fat white kid. <laughs> kid, are you drinking a Monster and eating no, Cheetos right it, now? Actually, it's, uh, I'm doing the do and eating some uh, Doritos. <laughs> yeah. Nacho cheese-flavored Doritos. <laughs> you, you, you fucking, you fucking bitch. Yeah, you can't, bitch. that's why, that's why I'm teabagging you right now. Um... So follow us at things that are underscore. You can email us at, uh, email us at things that are thought at gmail.com or you can go on our Facebook page, take control of it, and uh, or even I mean really give us a call at nine one one and that's it, just nine one one. When they answer, just say is John or Scott. The <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> no, I'll try. It'll be funny. Um, <laughs> we know what happens. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, get in touch with us. We do want a guest in one of the upcoming episodes. We did have somebody. It kind of fell through. Then I did find actually a second person, but then they got scared that people would know who they were, and they are professional, and they were like, I don't want people to hear me talking about that. And I'm like, I don't fucking want anybody to hear me talking about it. I mean, like, yeah. that's, why, that's why I don't tell you fuckers are – that's why we yeah. don't tell you our names. But, yeah, uh, get in touch like us tell your friends about it go on itunes and rate and review us uh which will help us get some more um get some more notoriety because it will make us show up when you google when you uh search our name on itunes and um yeah i think that's about it so yeah uh thanks for listening and uh putting up with us again yeah it's been fun yeah